This is a Sunday morning special, so grab your cup of coffee and enjoy. Be sure to follow Brandon Havrilla as well as the RE and Friends podcast Instagram. Stay tuned for our next episode, Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the RE and Friends podcast. My name is Brandon Havrilla. I'm your host. And today I've got a special guest, Justin from Magnificent. Justin, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> it's, we're getting through this, right? <laughs> One day at a time. Exactly. So, Justin, can you tell us a little bit more about Magnificent, what you guys offer, how you got started, where you guys are located, a little bit of everything? Sure. So, we're based out of Bohemia, New York. Place sounds um, familiar. We got, yeah, <laughs> you're right down the block. Uh, we got started in 2013. Uh, I have a partner. He's a a childhood friend. I've known him for 30 years, uh, Pat Pine. And we got started. We both, we always knew we wanted to work uh, for ourselves. We wanted to do something together. And we had a friend in the industry. So we had a lot of knowledge of it. And it always appealed to us. Mm -hmm. And it worked out. We started, you know, we worked for a pool company. And we started doing it on the side. And it really, really took off. Awesome. So after after a couple of years, we just made it a full time thing, and uh, you know, you know how it goes. <laughs> exactly. So you mentioned you have a friend in the industry. Are they in the um, tent industry specifically, or are they in just yeah. the event industry? They're in the tent industry. In the tent. So you, yeah. So you saw that side yeah. of it. Cool. Yeah, I was curious because yeah. I know um, a lot of us like I, I don't necessarily have an interest in learning tents or, or buying tents and stuff like that. Um, so I was interested to see if they were part of just the event industry in general, or if they're specifically the tent industry. So what I know you guys do have some other stuff, cause I got your recent product brochure, um, beyond tents. What do you guys offer your clients? Pretty much everything that goes under the tent as well. Tables, chairs, dance floors, linens. We do lighting. Um, we even do some lounge furniture we'll provide. Right. We do inflatables. The inflatables aren't a big part of the company, but we do have them. Okay, cool. So I wanted to dive in in this chat and talk a little bit more about collaborating with other vendors. Um, I made the joke about Bohemia sounding familiar before. So for the listeners not knowing, um, my company is also based out of Bohemia and uh, met Justin. How did we meet? Probably online, right? I, I or through through deco too. Right? Right? Yeah, through yeah, deco. So that's perfect too, because that brings us full circle of collaborating with you know other vendors, which is awesome. Um, so we met your place is right around the corner from me, um, which is awesome here on Long Island. So we collaborate, um, pass work back and forth, and you know, looking forward to continuing to build that relationship as soon as this passes. Um, so We'll see. But I wanted to, you know, dive in and, and ask you some questions about what you think um, in terms of collaborating with other vendors, the importance of it to you and everything like that. So do you, I guess, first would be like, do you really focus on collaborating with a lot of other vendors or is your focus more on getting your, your own clients in the door? Our focus has shifted as we've gone further down this road. Okay. So initially it was get the name out, acquire new clients. Um, the more we've learned, uh, we've really started prospecting more and going after 
other vendors to collaborate with. Okay. You know, typically where the tent rentals aren't usually the first ones brought on. So we know the caterers and the event planners usually get the call first. So that's, that, that's, was going to be the real main focus of 2020. Obviously now to been on hold for a little, <laughs> um, but moving forward. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So I, I will kind of dive into that. Cause that was another question. I was going to see, um, if there's any particular vendors that you found most beneficial to your area of work. And like, so you touched upon the event planners being obviously like the first point of contact. And from my point of view, yeah. uh, it's kind of the same for us. Cause they're going to be the ones that are then going to reach out to every other vendor. Um, whereas like us connecting with a photographer, isn't going to be as beneficial, you know? So what do you, I, yeah. you, event planners are your, like, if you had to pick one, is that who you'd go after? Event planners and caterers. Caterers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. And yep. so I guess what are some things, I mean, without giving away too many secrets, but what are some ways you've like gone about that? Are you just Google searching Long Island caterers, Long Island event planners, or are you making the connections in other ways? So it's not a cold call. You know, we usually find someone that's a mutual friend of someone okay. who we can then reach out to. We'll search social media, look at mutual friends, reach out and say, Hey, could you make an introduction? Mm -hmm. um, we do cold call. I'll call and introduce myself, you know, say we're looking to expand and offer our services. Um, I'll do emails and we'll, we'll just send an email blast out. That's my least favorite for not so obvious reasons. <laughs> a lot of times you get up in the junk box. Hundred percent, Yeah. I know myself, I don't open emails that are solicitations for the most part. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, we've done, like you, you mentioned like the cold calling and the emails as well. When I do emails, I try and do it super like personal, like, Hey, it's Brandon kind of thing, you know, like try and keep it this way. It's not like a, a sales pitch, like you were saying, not, you know, um, ending up in the, the junk email. Like I don't do any email blasts, um, to that extent. Um, yeah. but usually once I make the connection, I'll try and get them on like our email list to receive some of those, those other email blasts, yeah. you know, stuff for sure. So, and you brought up social media, which I think is so underestimated in terms of its power in today's day and age. And, um, that's a great way to connect with other vendors, even just like as simple. I mean, I do some, like some stuff where I'll just go, I'll find other vendors and I'll just follow them and like, like five of their posts that I, that I enjoy or I'll comment or interact yeah. or whatever, but I'll go follow them and like five of their posts. Cause my name is now on the top five notifications of their phone. And when they open up yeah. Instagram, they're going to be like, who is Red Max events? They're going to click on my profile. You know, they're going to check out what we do. And then if they like it or whatever, or I, I've noticed some will start to like my photos. So then I'll send them a DM. Hey, thanks for checking out my page. Great to connect with you on here. Hope we do work in the future. And then just kind of, you know, depending on what their response is, just follow up. But I think social media is huge for that. Huge. And it's, it's such a, a great thing of our time because back in the day, it was hard to get put in front of these bigger companies or, or other vendors. So now we have a platform where it's very easy. I know that they're seeing my photos. I've liked them. Like you just said, you know, they're opening it up. They see you, they've seen the, the logo. 
Yeah. And I mean, to piggyback off that with social media too. And I think something else in terms of collaborating or, or once you actually collaborate with vendors, social media is so powerful to tag them and, you know, include them in the post because sure. uh, for me and you example, if I'm doing whatever it is, if I'm doing the DJ and photo booth and I post a picture, like maybe I'll post a picture zoomed out a little bit with the tent in it. And then for me to tag you in that now is pointing my audience towards you. And then you're likely to reshare it or put it on your story or whatever. And now your audience is pointed towards me. So it's kind of a win-win in my eyes. Absolutely. And so, I mean, what's your opinion? I mean, you just said, absolutely. You agree with me on, in terms of the collaborating. Cause I mean, I've worked with countless people that are like, nope, this is our job. We don't tag other people. Why would we want to do that? Blah, blah, blah. What's your you know opinion on collab? Like I see more benefit in me tagging even another DJ or an event company. Like yeah. I'd rather tag yeah. them in my post than not. Yeah. Like I just see there's so much more potential in that. You know, all it takes is for them just, to put it on hey. their story and one person to click on our profile and book us for something or whatever. You know, like there's so much benefit to that. There is. Uh, I was going to say it's almost – I. I enjoy the post more that I do tag all the vendors in and I can show that it was a collaboration and shine some light on them and give credit where credit is due. Um, but like you said, you, you, you grab a whole other audience and there's a trust factor. So now if that name's recognizable, they have a good reputation. They'll assume that if these guys are working together, they're doing something right. Definitely. Yeah. And that, that's huge too. And it comes down to the same thing when, if you work with corporate clients and you put their logo on your website, like you do that for a reason, because if you're working with Coke or Pepsi, even if you were through like a third party and you didn't directly talk to anyone from Coke, it's still just that yeah. like reliability thing. Um, whereas then a, a Sweet 16 client or a private party mom reaches out to you and they're like, oh, you did work with so-and-so. Like, you know, we trust you. Like you said, the trust factor, I think that's huge. Um, and I'm very big on that. And I, I talk with everyone about it. And I, I just, I'm surprised when people are like, no, why would we want to do that? Like, that's just going to hurt us. Why would we want to push our business to somebody, you know, like this and that. And it's very yeah. interesting. So we were talking about like collaborating. And the other question I had in terms of your opinion, your standpoint, is it more beneficial to you or, or what's, what would you prefer? Would you prefer that I refer a client to you or I'm just using me as an example, but would you refer, you know, prefer that another vendor refers the client to you and you handle everything or that the other vendor books it and collaborates with you on, in that sense? That's a really good question. I think it, it depends on the vendor. Okay. Uh, I would, I guess I would prefer that I deal with the vendor only okay. and that they're capable and they take all, they receive all payments with subcontractors. I deal with them that that's ideal depending on the vendor. Sometimes it's easier if I could be the face and talk about what I know. And now I have the option of upselling right. my knowledge. There's less room for error and surprises. Um, a little more work involved. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess I would have to say it depends on the vendor. If, if they're uh, capable, I prefer that they deal with the client and we just deal with the vendor, which is kind of why it goes back to 
prospecting for caterers and event planners because they're usually the point of contact. Okay. Yeah. And I feel like they usually have a lot of knowledge of all that too, in terms of linen and tables and, and everything like that. And then they could source it and, and do that. Um, I know me and you go back and forth all the time where I get like temp prices and stuff. Cause for, from my side of it, um, I'm the same way uh, for the most part, but like you said, there are certain things where it's like, I know the right questions to ask. I know the right things that have to be discussed and gone over with the client beforehand um, to properly and, and, you know, execute the job. So there are certain things like that where I'm like, I'd rather book it myself. And then um, like you said too, there's the potential to upsell them or, you know, get them to maybe go a different route. That's better for after you talk to them, it's like, Oh no, you should really do this or whatever. Um, I think that's a very, interesting topic as well. And, and have you found anything yeah, yeah. in terms of that whole collaborating and tagging vendors and stuff? Have you found any differences in that? Like, whereas if somebody subs you out, are they more likely to just call it their job and not include you or you find everyone to either way kind of collaborate and still use that to its full potential? I, I, I find that most people are willing and eager to, to tag us and put us on the post um never yeah i've never i don't think i've ever had any anybody that didn't Mm -hmm. if there was a collaboration and a post sure now another question um that i'm just curious how you handle it because i know everyone kind of handles it differently and when you i guess it also probably depends on the situation, but when you're dealing with a client and you have to bring in something else, say your client wanted uplighting and you didn't have uplighting and you were to call another vendor in um, to do the uplighting, is that something you are open with your clients about, or is that something you tell the clients you have and facilitate and then just have the other people come in under your name? So another great question in the beginning stages of our company obviously you're limited on inventory the event rental industry requires a massive inventory behind you so you start with a few start with a few core items but you still offer it all so i was going to bring this up a little later the most important vendor relationship we've ever had is with another tent rental company Mm Um, this is actually the same tent rental company that our friend worked at. So he okay. made the intro. They're a great company, Camelot Party Rentals. We've one of the only ones we will work with. Um, so we're able to offer everything. We usually, we just, our client is just under the assumption everything's ours. We build them. It's on our website. We deliver it. We pick it up. They know, they're, they're none the wiser. 100%. Um, if I sub rent, but I'm also not opposed to tagging them in a post uh, and giving them credit either if they have a really nice product. Right, right. Um, for the same reason, like I said before, I like to show that we're that we collaborate 100%. and we all play. And you're you're taking the the chance. It's not a negative chance, but you're taking the chance that they might then repost or share to their story, and it's giving you more exposure as well. Absolutely. So in terms of um, that's if, if you're picking up and renting, if you were to sub something out and have another vendor, DJ company, whatever, come in, say you added a DJ to your contract, um, 
is that something you feel you would sell under like the Magnificent name or would you tell your, like, are you open with your clients about, I guess, working with other vendors? Yeah. So if it's not in the specific tent and party rental industry, if it's something that's like you said, a DJ or mm -hmm. a caterer, that's all I would see. I don't book that on the Magnificent. I Just would prefer. Okay. Cool. Um, Cause for the same reason, I believe that, you know, you know more than I know about DJing or whatever the, the case may be. So I wouldn't want to take the chance of messing that up, you know, and losing the job. I'd rather send it to the professional and which is something I've learned that's uh, nowadays people try to do too much and they, they want to overextend themselves and pretend that they're the one stop shop. Right. And then you, you know, you get some half-assed work on certain aspects of it. So that's why I like, for everyone to just stay in their lane and play nice and become a professional at what you do. Right. And that's the thing. I mean, there's so much work for everyone. And especially once you start making these connections and collaborating with other vendors, it's like one of those things. And I've talked with a lot of the other larger company owners that do a lot of this collaboration work. And it's like, they don't care who books that bar mitzvah because they know whoever books it, whether it's production company A, B, or C, they're still going to be on the job for whether it's furniture, dance floor, whatever, because they all work together anyway. And they, no one owns everything, you know? So, yep. and I think that's a, a funny concept, but um, I hear it all the time. And it, I guess it's interesting because I take a different stance. I mean, we, I do like, we're your one-stop event source. That's like our, one of our slogans. Um, and I am like, a one-stop shop to my customers. And I tell them that, but I'm very open with my customers, which I think is also important because you don't want to be like, Hey, we own this. And then like, you don't own it. And that comes up somehow, you know? Um, but like exactly. you said, partnering with other vendors that have the same stuff, like uplights, for example, if I own 40 uplights and my client needs 80, I'm going to go rent 40, but my client thinks I own 80, that type of thing. Um, and I think that's a little yeah. different than when you start subbing out, like if I sub out a tent and stuff like that. Um, but I'm open with my clients in the, the fact that like when I get on the call with them or if someone emails me, I just was actually going back and forth with one today um, that was like, hey, do you offer tents? And I reply with yes, you know, but we don't offer them in-house. We work with another, you know, a tent professional. Um, and what I explained to them is we can put it in the same package with for you. If you'd like, you're signing one contract, you're writing one check, it's kind of easier on them, but I give them the option. I'm like, I could definitely refer you as well um, because the pricing is going to pretty much work out the same, you know? Um, yeah. And it's one of those things that like, or, or maybe if they book such a large package with me that like, I don't need the commission rate. Maybe it's like, Hey, I can throw that in for a little less or include it in the package or whatever. So I give them the option and I'm always open with them too and say, look, like, you know, that's, that's out of what we normally do, but we work with great vendors that do that. Yeah. And I think with, you know, you're in event production, so you do A to Z, you do offer it all. Whereas we're party and event rentals. So we, I, I offer everything as far as that's concerned, mm -hmm. but in the same token, like you said, I will have um, odd shaped tents that we don't stock. Right. I'll subreddit the tent if there's multiple tents just to get the job. 
and like I said, we have a good relationship where, you know, we get a, we get a discount. So we're still making money on it. Yeah. So tough question. Uh, and I, I don't know if there is any other answers, but you might need a few minutes to think about it, but, um, do you see any other benefits to collaborating with other vendors besides really the big one, which is more money, more jobs, fill your calendar, keep your staff busy, that type of thing? Definitely. I think if you're collaborating with a, a vendor that's very well known and very well established, it sort of validates you as a company. Mm-hmm. So that it almost obviously it doesn't put you on their level but in the eyes of someone that doesn't really know sure. the dynamics of everything they might they might you know you're doing work with that company you're of that caliber yourself so i think that helps with the image um i also think it helps with learning the industry um, collaborating with other professionals in different parts of the industry um, you get to see all sides of it and the more you know obviously the the better you are yeah definitely yeah it's interesting because i mean i the the filling the calendar and keeping staff busy is obviously important i know there's a lot of companies that can do that regardless just because they've built up a name um which is awesome so they almost not that they don't need to collaborate with other vendors they already have probably their vendors that they're collaborating with um and the other thing is as you grow as a company you can kind of change to a certain extent, almost like who you associate with and which companies. And when you can associate with those larger companies, um, I've seen ones that literally only work with one or two vendors because that's all they need to, to fill every date of the year, you know? Yeah, exactly. Which is, which is awesome. Cause there's those different levels of, of clientele as well, you know, at different budgets and stuff. And, and once you get to a certain point, there's only like, a handful of real vendors that that those clients deal with or know of or contact or whatever which is awesome yeah absolutely and there's definitely little i don't want to say clicks but there's different niche groups or conglomerates that a certain clientele is you know drawn to right right so beyond i mean it's, it also goes with that saying like it's not what you know it's who you know obviously you have to put out a good product and service and and know something about the industry and, and tense but it's also yeah. you know who you know is a big part of it i mean you could be a smaller company and be doing work for the government or large companies just yeah. through that collaboration um which is awesome yeah. you know and so you talked about cold calling emailing and stuff like that is there any other like marketing material or like specific things you do to try and collaborate with other vendors like for example on our side for wedding entertainment like we'll try and go to bridal shops and and photography studios and be like hey you know you want to we'll leave some business cards of yours at our office we'll leave some at yours that kind of thing is there anything else that you found um that kind of works that for you we do have some marketing material uh, product list right like- you know, I get over to you. I'll email that out. Um, other than calling, finding a point of contact, and asking who I could email a product list to, and the email blasts. Um, I, I guess it would be back to the social media. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, that that would, I think that covered it all pretty much. Yeah. So no, why I think are we, we missing any? 
No, I think we, I mean, I think we covered a little bit of everything. I'm like going through some of the questions I had here and I'm like, Oh, we kind of like indirectly answered that too. You know? Um, Yeah. Like one of them, one of them was how is it beneficial to us and how is it beneficial to our customers? And I think we answer that to our customers. It allows us to, you know, be that like credible source. Cause if they're coming to us, they trust us. So we can be that credible source. That's like, Hey, go work with this vendor because they're awesome. Like that kind of thing. And we've worked with them. And then they know that you two are going to work well the day of, they know that, you know, they're in good hands because you've dealt with them and everything like that, which I think is huge. Um, and that's the benefit to them. And then the benefit to us, like we said, is just, you know, being able to stay busy, keep your staff busy and, and collaborate and take that, um, take advantage of the opportunity to grow your network and, and, you know, make yourself more credible too. Yeah, absolutely. I forgot what the saying is, but uh, rich, pe- poor people work for people, rich people work for networks. I definitely butchered it, but something, <laughs> okay, something like lines. that. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, no, I think that's, you know, huge. And like, I've, I mean, my whole, journey of growing my company too. I've spent a lot of time focusing on like those relationships and and it's like just always networking, always like making a connection because you never know where your next, you know, invoice and paycheck is going to come from. And um, it's something too that even through those slow seasons, some of those other vendors might have contacts or they might shift their their work in a different direction. Like for you guys, I'm sure the winter is probably a little less busy than the summer for tents, you know? So that's something by maybe connecting with other vendors that do like galas or winter events, they might need like a tent outside for people to smoke under. I don't know, you know, I don't know if it, if it rains or whatever. So that might be something that can help you during those other times as well. uh, Which is, I think just another great reason, you know, to, to add to the list. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's huge. Um, That's why then you we focus on not just the tents, then it's everything that goes under the tents. So this way, when those events do get indoors, we can still try to you know grab the tables and chairs or the linens, um, things like that. We don't really get too involved with lighting, but we do the basic bistro string lights and some globe lights, maybe a couple uplights. Anything more involved, we would bring someone like yourself and. Um, cause again, we're not experts on lighting, you know, we right, know right. event rentals and the basics of lighting. And then the connection, I mean, like you said too, like if, if you ever need more than what you have, just by establishing that relationship and collaborating with other vendors, now you, you kind of have access to it. Um, and like, if you're doing string lighting, like you guys can facilitate that, but you might only be able to facilitate 200 feet. So now you got a client that needs 300 feet. You can go to the other vendors that you partner with that, you know, have string lights and, you know, rent that equipment from them and still facilitate the contracts yourself. And I think that goes for anyone in the industry, even DJs who might do a larger outdoor event and they just need extra speakers, like collaborate with other DJs so that when you need extra sound, you can get extra sound um photo booths too yep. maybe you get a graduation that needs two photo booths and you only have one like you can then collaborate and you know that other company's getting some work and you're able to say yes to your client and that's one of our biggest things that i push to all my guys is like we just never say no like everything's possible it just depends on you know numbers and <laughs> everything like that but everything's yeah. possible so um, yeah that's one of those things too like if, if someone comes to me for 800 chairs like 
sure, we could do it. You know, I might have to grab from a few different places and whatever yeah. and charge a little more for us to facilitate it. But if they want to use us, they want to use us, you know? So. Yeah. yeah, no, honestly, it's uh, it's actually a, the more we talk about it, it really, it's probably my favorite aspect of the whole industry is the relationships with the other vendors. 100%. It's, 100%. it's crucial. It's absolutely crucial. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of cutthroat industries and I was actually, I was talking to Jay over at Deco about mm -hmm. it last week with the deep, the, specifically the DJ community. <laughs> I don't really know too many, I don't know too much about it. I'm sure there's a bunch of people that work well together. Um, but for the tent rental and event rental industry, we all get along. We all help yep. each other out. We have a tent up right now. Um, there's like 40 mile an hour gust. We needed a couple extra weights. Mm -hmm. You know, we made a quick phone call. They're not even there. They said, sure, go pick them up. Like we, we help each other out. It's not a, the end the relationships with, you know, when I take the most joy in working with the other vendors. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I love it. And it's, it's one of those things like, yeah, you, you do, you know, your, your client relationship is really important, obviously. And, but most of these events for, for private events are like a one-time thing. Maybe they get married and then you do a first birthday, you know, but most of them are like a one-time event. Whereas your collaborations yeah. and, and working with other vendors is like, that could last forever, you know, as long as you do yeah. right by them and they'll do right by you. And like you said, I mean, I think it's the most exciting part. And I, I think even deeper, my favorite part is the social media aspect. I mean, I love social media, but I mean, I, uh, it's just so powerful, especially when it comes to collaborating with other vendors like this, the stuff you can do and how, you know, just by a company that has 3000 followers sharing my post, I'm now in front of 3000 more people than I was, you know? Um, and yeah. if I get two follows from it every time, you know, it all adds up yeah. and it helps everyone, which is huge, you know? Yeah, I've been, I manage the social media for us. Um, I've been doing it since the beginning. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely getting more and more into it. Um, like we, we're going to speak about again is I want to start, we're going to start putting out some content. Like, 100%. you know, you have a phenomenal YouTube page. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so that, so that's the next step is really getting, you know, they say the play buttons, the most compelling action on the web. So we're looking to get, at least one brand video on our homepage, right. um, kind of get them hanging out there a little longer and really get to know us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a quick piggyback. I mean, right before we got on this call, I was coming from my warehouse. I was over there today and I was shooting a few videos. And one of the videos I shot uh, is about branding and marketing and creating a brand and the whole concept behind thinking long-term, how are people going to see your brand and why, you know, versus like day to day, because really branding, I mean, people buy Nike and Coca-Cola because of the brand they've built, not because they're the best shoes or the best soda. I mean, they're good, but like they still have to have a good product, but like people yeah. buy it because of the brand they've built. And then the sales come naturally once you build that brand and establish it. So, I mean, like this is my brand right here. Like I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now, but like it doesn't directly say Red Max yeah. events but you know, it slowly will make that connection in people's heads. So that video I think is going to be really cool. It's, it's long, but um, that it like really talks about all the different aspects of, of branding and stuff, like you said. And I talk about social media now too, and how 
videos are just are the taking over. I mean, you look at like the new social media platform, TikTok, that's blowing up. And yeah. TikTok is Huge. just videos. Like that's all it is. People like video content and it's just about engaging with people, you know, the right way. And then like all it takes is for, like, I, I, I don't know if you saw the video I made of like uh, all the different sounds in the warehouse. I made like a beat out of it. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. like just little content like that, like that's not me advertising my services, but people shared it. And then their friends saw yeah. it. They're going to follow my page. And then the next time I post a photo booth picture, maybe they're planning a party and book a photo booth, you know, like, yeah. so you never know where it will lead to. And, and that's the big thing with content too, is just putting, you know, more content out there and videos. I mean, this podcast, I'm not making money off of, you know, but it's more content yeah. that's out there because another vendor might listen to it and then reach out to us. So you, you just never know. It's just about, you know, being out there networking and just, you know, staying humble and working with everybody. Uh, yeah, con consistency. Um, I mean, when did you first start your YouTube channel? So my YouTube, I saw some videos on. Yeah, I think started in twenty sixteen. Um, I put yeah. up the first videos, and it, my first videos have the most. They have like seventy one thousand views because they've been there the longest time, and it's just slowly built up. Whereas some yeah. of my recent ones have a couple hundred, you know, um, and they're yeah. they're all over. But like you said, it's consistency because. I took a break for a while cause the business got busy. Um, so now like when we start getting into things again, I actually was just talking to my guys and I'm going to talk to them after this as well, but like, I'm going to probably pay one or two of them weekly to just help me record and edit these videos. Cause it's easy for me to talk, but then when I have to edit and reply to comments and do all the back end and upload it and everything like that, that's where my time gets lost and I don't have time for that. Um, so it's one of those things where, you know, um, consistency because if i could post a video every week my channel will grow a lot more than it than it has you know yeah so that could be a full-time job in itself it, and it is for people you know i mean and if yeah. and if you make it a full-time yeah. job i mean it could pay like a full-time job too there's monetization yeah. behind it you know for me right now it, it doesn't um but you know it's interesting well justin i know we're running short on time and we're going to dive into some video stuff after this as well um, but I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. I think we talked about some really good stuff. Um, key takeaway for all the listeners is just, you know, collaborate with vendors, work with other people and, uh, you know, take advantage of that. Yeah. And play nice and play, play nice. That's it. Do right by people. And, and, you know, yeah. they'll do right by you hundred percent. Well, thank you for coming on, Justin. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah. if anyone that was listening wants to connect with you, if they're from Long Island, they need tents, if they just want to reach out and say, Hey, where's the best place for them to do that? How can they do so? You could visit the website, partyrentalsli.com, or you could follow us on social media, Magnificent, Instagram's Magnificent LI. That's, or just give us a call 631-445-6109. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you guys for listening to this Sunday morning's chat. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thank you for listening to this episode of the RE and Friends podcast. We truly hope that we were able to bring value. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with your friends. It would mean the world to us. Also, make sure to stay tuned for the next Red Max Events audio experience.